Welcome to The Floor, Fantasy and Sci-Fi Lore. This is our news edition, so we won't be diving into Duke Lore. We're going to be covering the newest information on tabletop games, comic books, video games, movies, and TV. As the actors and writers strike is currently on, there's not a lot happening in the way of movies of TV. So this is mostly about games, comics, and books. So if you're looking for an update on that or something new, you can check that out here. This will probably be an episode extending from September through October as we want to start diving into Baldur's Gate, the new DLC for Cyberpunk, and some great, amazing stuff is coming out in comic books. Roll the intro. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding that it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night? To keep reading, keep listening, keep playing? So good you forgot your life and lived there? So good that the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome to the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on our topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and will be addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome to the floor. This is another news edition. We're going to go over all the news for the September, what has happened since our last news episode. Keep you updated. The writer's strike and actor's strike are still on, so streaming and movies have really slowed down. But uh, comic books and uh, games continue to go on. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, be diving into that. Um, since we are still in The Witcher, I will talk about my news first. And we're going to begin with D&D. So they have another book coming out this month. This is uh, Fandelver and Below, The Shattered Obelisk. And this will include a new mechanic for spellcasters, and these are mind crystals, um, which are essentially one-time-use gems that allow any spellcaster to use metamagic, which... That sounds pretty heavy nerd right there, but if you've been playing Baldur's Gate, that should make perfect sense. Uh And as we're mentioning Baldur's Gate 3, it has been a huge hit for Larian, who expected uh, 100,000 players uh, at any one time. And they hit almost 900,000, becoming one of Steam's top 10 concurrently played games ever. That's impressive. It's impressive. So yeah, it's been a huge hit for them. And uh, this is in a, in a genre that has historically has not done really as well as the live action game. So that was also another big interesting point. Like not only has it hit these high watermarks, it's in a very different style of game than, than usually hit these high points. And then Baldur's Gate Gazetter is being made into an individual book on multiple platforms, this is for Baldur's Gate. So I'll explain what that is and why you might be interested. So if you've been following the floor, you know that we did the story and lore of Baldur's Gate, the game one, and Baldur's Gate, the game two. Um, and now within D&D, those two games were such a big hit, they became canon. 
And then there is a third adventure that is the bridge between Baldur's Gate 2 and what is now Baldur's Gate 3. And that is only in the tabletop, and that is Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. So within the Descent into Avernus, there is this information on Baldur's Gate at that time, and that is the Baldur's Gate Gazetteer. So it is some lore. <clears throat> we will cover Descent into Avernus uh, as we get ready to do Baldur's Gate 3. There's a lot of shifts in the political and economic factions within Baldur's Gate from Baldur's Gate 2 to uh, Descent into Avernus and Baldur's Gate 3. And the Gazetteer really catches you up on that, right? Within Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, you deal with the Thieves Guild. But that is a new organization by the time we get to Baldur's Gate 3. And you'll see a lot of these things shift. So it kind of walks through what's the same, what's different, you know, how what, what group of thieves and assassins have taken over and what. So you can now pick that up on uh, a lot of different platforms, independent of Descent into Avernus, if you're not interested in the tabletop game and you just kind of want that, that update on the lore for Baldur's Gate. Within The Witcher, there will be a Season 4, and that's about all we know as far as the witcher goes like i said there are some strikes on but you know as much as this season has not done nearly as well as the other seasons of the witcher it is still a hit for netflix and they will be going forward with season four still no news for the game of thrones isn't it pretty much already shot that they're in post-production so i i haven't heard anything about that i know um with the game of thrones house of the dragon that is true right like they like House of the Dragon uh, season two isn't even post. House of the Dragon season two is ready for release, but because of the strikes, they don't want to be like two years between House of the Dragon season one and season two, and then four years, right? So they want to keep things kind of even. So until they know when they'll be able to release season three, they they won't decide when they're going to release season two. Yeah, gotcha. I love seeing the optimism that they think there'll be a season three. <laughs> well, House of the Dragon was a huge hit. Like they knocked it out of the park with that one. Lord of the Rings. Uh, there is a new animated film in the series called The War of Rohirrim, uh-huh. um, and that will release in April 2024. And uh, Magic: The Gathering will be releasing Lord of the Ring cards as well. I heard a little tidbit on that. Uh, they've already released some of them, and Post Malone bought one of the rings, the one true ring. It's the only card of its kind, and he bought it for $2 million. Whoa. Jeez. I didn't know he was that into magic. Yes, he does a lot of magic. He does. He competes. He hosts events. Yeah. Cool. He's big in the magic scene. So in some other news, so Wheel of the Time Season 2 has dropped on Amazon. I think they're still releasing. They they released the first three episodes, and now they're dropping them one at a time after that. That's kind of their model. Like, they hit you with a couple, three, hook you, and then they slowly drip it out. So this is a, another piece of news. It's, like, adjacent related to what we talk about a lot. Um, so Unity is an engine that a lot of indie developers use to create their games, and they have recently made some huge changes to their pricing models that include taking a percentage of profits from developers. And so to kind of walk you through this, it's like I'll, I'll mention Baldur's Gate 3 here because Larian was a small indie studio for a long time until they finally knocked it out of the park with Baldur's Gate 3. And the Unity, like I said, it's used by a lot of these smaller developers. And with these pricing changes, it's going to shut a lot of them out and prevent a lot of, you know, small companies like Larian from getting started, getting their feet 
on the ground so they can go on to make great games like Baldur's Gate 3. And so this change in the Unity pricing is kind of the equivalent to the OGL change for D&D, except for indie games. So it's, yeah, it is huge and devastating for indie developers. And uh, so it's something to, you know, keep on your radar because, you know, unless something happens, either a product replaces it or they change their mind, it's going to kill off a lot of the indie companies that will eventually go on to be great gaming companies that make, you know, games that people love, like Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, so kind of a, a side thing, but it is very much related to the industries we cover here. Okay. That's it for my news. All right. On to my sci-fi news. So, start out with the Xenoverse. Nola Holloway's Alien has stopped filming due to the sag after strike. The cast has been sent home until further notice. This is not a full stop on production. Crew is still working on the set to have them ready when filming does continue. They also have announced that Kit Young, known for his work on Shadow on Bone, as a new cast member, uh, he will be playing Toodles. Uh, from this name and others, uh, we are starting to get some flavor uh, inspired by Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. I was going to say, this is Peter Pan? But yeah, it well, is. We, we also have Wendy uh, is another character, um, and, and there's one other Lost Boy name in there. And I should have written it down. Don't have it in front of my face. Huh. But. So, so the, the, it's going to have some inspiration from this, and and I think that's kind of a a fun thing. So I think like you could, there's a multitude of names you could throw in there, like Wendy, Michael, Peter, and nobody would connect it to Peter Pan right away because you're watching an Navy <laughs> movie. But the minute you say Toodles, everyone thinks Peter Pan. Yeah, but that name appears nowhere else. Yeah, yeah, Toodles is from Peter Pan. <laughs> you know it from Peter Pan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've talked about this uh, Alien vs. Predator anime in the past. Falk sat on for a while, now Disney's sitting on. And one Sinji Aramayak, uh, one of the creators, uh, talked about the setting and he showed off some of the screenshots and designs from the series. And revealing that this takes place on a massive Predator immigration ship. Um, involving multiple Yaucha factions, as well as the title. Aliens vs. Predator Annihilation. This is an adaptation of the original Dark Horse AVP comics with Machiko. Um, she's the one who kills Xeno in front of a Predator and becomes blooded, joins them, and you kind of see the Predator uh, culture through her eyes, through human eyes. With this adaptation, there are changes, like instead of starting off as a rancher, she's starting off as an oil miner. It's a bit more gritty feeling to it. And then there are more details that are revealed on the podcast, Best TD Never Made podcast. I also think like an oil miner is like perfect for the alien world because there's like black goo and you don't know if that's just oil or if that's black alien goo. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> like, that yes, is ter- like, <sighs> See, my mind went to like, you use the oil to like slick yourself down so the acid doesn't eat you so fast. Oh, that's an interesting them. choice too. I wasn't thinking the terrifying thing of like, is it oil or is it the the Black death goo. of the universe? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like I know people like sometimes don't like things change from the original from chill, but I feel like this is a good change because it introduces that other horror. Like especially like if before the alien shows up, you get an explosion. And oil's splattered everywhere, and now you just don't know 
what this black stuff is. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. So anyways, if you want to hear people diving more into it, uh, Best TV, Never Made Podcast, uh, they interview the creators Eric Caldron and Dave Baker. More Xeno news. Dead by Daylight just added the Xeno to their roster, so you can hunt your friends as a Xeno now. Yes, I have seen this. <laughs> I've seen a couple people doing this and, and post of the image. I think there's there's a Ripley skin, too, for being hunted, right? Yeah, yeah. you can also play as Ripley as one of the survivors, and uh, yeah. there's a special level where uh, you got to use flame turrets. I, I think anytime somebody's the Xeno, you gotta, there will be flame turrets that the survivors can utilize against the Xeno, the hunter. That's my Xeno news. Moving on to Dune. Dune Part 2 will be pushed back to March 15th, 2024. This is due to the strikes. This also will push back Godzilla X-Kong, the new empire, uh, which was supposed to come out on March 15th. This will, in turn, push back the animation that you were talking about earlier, Lord of the Rings, uh, yeah. War of Rohim, you're seeing these chain events that, you know, a, a big show gets pushed back and everybody else is like, well, I don't want that date. I'm going to push back. Oh, I don't want that date anymore. Yeah, they don't want to be, they don't want to compete. Yeah. And there's a collection of some Christmas movies. You know, they've they've been asked, oh, are you guys pushing back as well? And they're like, we're just not going to speak at this time about <laughs> it. You know, well, I, I, like with Christmas movies, like you have to do it at Christmas, otherwise you got nothing. Uh, and and then by next Christmas, it's going to be full of other movies. Yeah, you know, it's it, it it's a it's a tough place to be in. But I th I think we're starting to see these reactions starting to happen, and I think it's a a good sign for the strike. Yeah, I am honestly surprised that the studios haven't made a better offer to them yet. But I think a lot of it is Chat GBT. I think a lot of the studios are trying to be like. What can we get away with with ChatGBT and AI art that we don't need people? You know. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that is the only reason the strike has lasted this long. Because otherwise, those execs would be like, "Guys, we're losing money every day. Those people aren't in here making us money." Lego is going to be coming out with a Orothopter. Um, so if you like your Legos, you can have your your Dune Legos now. So Dune Part Two was set to be an IMAX. For four to six weeks. Generally movies are no more than four weeks. But mostly only stay in IMAX for one to two weeks. Now with this pushback. That's hard to say. And and before the pushback happened. Uh, the CEO of IMAX was saying that they won't push back. They've already reserved this four to six weeks. It's one of the largest reservations for IMAX. And so I haven't, we haven't heard anything more from him. Um, but there's a possibility that Dune doesn't go to IMAX now because of this pushback. Wow. Which, which would be such a waste because it's been shot in IMAX. Yeah. You know, uh, Not like that, but I mean, I don't, sure. I, we have no idea what the second one will look like, but the first one was just beautiful. I mean, a lot of desert. Yeah, can you imagine beautiful showing up at your buddy's house and just watching that thing on their little 40-inch screen? Like watching Dune, like in somebody's basement, you gotta you, watch. You shoot it on IMAX. both film and IMAX. Yeah, yeah. I know, so. but it's Dune. Yeah, I really hope it does go to IMAX. That's where I want to see it. But we'll see what happens. One other thing about uh, IMAX was uh, Dune last year made ten percent of their revenue for IMAX. So it 
it, we'll we'll see if it does come to IMAX this year because that that would be a huge drop. You know, it's hard to say. I don't know what these guys are thinking, but we we will see. It's mm-hmm. hard to say. Uh, more Dune news. So this one's more in real life. So in northern Utah, there's been a recent discovery of a 500 million year of a sea worm. Um, and the person who discovered this sea worm calls it the Shihalud Shirkini. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so Shihalud is the giant worm in Dune for... For those of you who are not fans of that specific series, so it is it is funny that he has named this ancient fossil the Shackenlude. That's it, awesome. It, it's a her. Uh, Levine. Oh. Levine is her name. Um, but yeah, so, so she, must she be looked a at it. Yeah, she's a big Dune fan. And and it, it, it kind of looks like that worm, but with like big, uh, well, not big. It's a tiny worm, but big for its body. Uh, plates on its back that kind of look like uh, shurikens. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, I thought that was some fun do no news there. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Just to cover some of more SAG after stuff going on, uh, they still haven't given in to the strikers' demands, uh, but AMC has signed waivers with the strikers and have three shows that will go on with production. Meaning that these three shows have signed <laughs> special things saying we will comply to your demands for these three shows. Those are, we have an interview with the vampire show coming right. out. Yes, I've heard about this. And then two Walking Dead spinoffs. One's Daryl Dixon, the hillbilly, crossbow bolt, everyone loves him guy. Yeah. And then uh, the other one is called The Ones Who Live. Those are in production with AMC and we'll go ahead and film and come wow. on out. So... On to cyberpunk news. With the new DLC to 2077, Phantom Liberty coming out September 26th, there's a lot of hype. Something they are offering uh, right now is you can download the game and play for five hours for free to see if you want to buy the game. Um, and you can also see if it's going to run on your system and all that. Right? Yeah, so that's <laughs> see if it'll run on your system. Because they, they have upped the uh, minimum uh, standards you will need to run the game. Uh, we've just passed the 90-day notice that they put out, that you have to put out before upping the minimum requirement for a game. And so the update that will get the game ready for Phantom Liberty, this big update 2.0 I've talked about it in the past, that's going to come out on September 21st. So you'll have just a few days, and then the the DLC will come out. Um, for the, the new update, you might want to take off all of your mods, because they probably will not be ready for this large of an update. Right. Uh, why is my game not working? you got to turn your mods off. So, Or you could just turn off the update. There's that option as well. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited for this update. I I think it's going to bring a lot of really cool things. I think it's going to be a, a better gameplay experience. You, we're going to get vehicle combat. We're we're going to get max tack. We're going to get hacking cars, and they can hack your car. It's it's going to be. And they can hack your car. Yeah. Oh, man, you meant <laughs> technological hacking cars. I was thinking about those uh, demo derby vehicles with like the hacksaws on the front. Oh no, I mean digitally. 
the computer that runs yeah, your car. Yeah, I know what you meant, but I was thinking about cyberpunk, <laughs> hacking cars. He's like, thinking about Mad Max. <laughs> that that's outside yes. of Night City. <laughs> I guess yeah, that is yeah, hacking out, cars. Out with the Nomad Tunt. They do that. Yeah, outside of Night City, they do do that. <laughs> Would you not call those hacking cars? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure at the pit they they do some uh, uh, demo derby stuff. Um, that, that you could have some real fun with it with people modding out of their cars. Anyways, getting getting into it. But last thing I wanted to bring up with this new update is uh, if you want to be prepped and ready for the new DLC, um, you will be able to just revamp your old character for the game. But if you want to start a new one, I suggest that you can, after the update, Start your new character, play all the way up to and finish the mission with the Voodoo Boys, and then you will be right where you need to be to start the campaign Phantom Liberty. Oh, it's a whole campaign. Yeah, so so we're expecting thirty to forty plus hours of gameplay. Jeez, oh, I thought so, it was just like a little DLC. No, it's no, it's a whole this, nother this adventure. This is like a whole nother adventure. Wow. You're, you're gonna get to go to space. Uh, there's a whole new district gonna, that opens you're up. You gonna take place in the Moon Wars? <laughs> the the corporate wars? So well, the corporate wars are on the moon, right? <laughs> so so this is after the fourth corporate war. Can you can you throw rocks at Earth? Uh, I don't know if you go to Tycho. I I think you go to the Crystal Palace, which is the last space station remaining after the fourth corporate war. Right, most of the stations go down during the fourth corporate war, which I know I haven't really covered with you guys, but that is a true thing. That sounds cool. Let's be honest, that sounds cool. So that is my news for this time. Aaron? Cool if you could throw rocks. I'm going to see Aaron in Cyberpunk just picking up little little fist-sized stones and hurling them towards the earth and be like, what now? What now? (laughs) Driving my hat car around. (laughs) Yeah. You just see like Aaron crawls into the car and just like does like a like a squat launch of the car towards the earth, be like, Yeah, catch that. That's right. You can throw big stones on the moon. You yeah. can. You can yeah, throw... yeah, you can get it I mean, even with your own hands, yeah, you could do do a decent throw with yeah. the low gravity. Yeah. yeah. Can't remember if it's a tenth. I don't know if I can make it all the way to Earth. No, you just gotta get it into Earth's gravitational pull and it'll just pull it down for you. From the moon? From the, yeah, from the moon, right? Even if I threw it really, really fast, it would take, like, more than a week to get there. Um, I don't know exactly how the, long the it would The thing take, you'd struggle with is, is you need to throw something big enough that it's not just going to burn up in the atmosphere. Uh, so many rules. Okay, fine. I'll do that. All right, so we're jumping into the nerd universe. Well, these are all nerd universes. Comics universes, mostly. Uh, I'm not going to be talking about any of the live actions right now because I'm on strike from the people who are striking from that. Not actually. I just want to focus on the comics. Uh, so Spider-Man, you guys know him? He, he's the friendly neighborhood one, right? Yeah, he's the friendly neighborhood one. So that boy, he's uh, well, that guy, Spider-Man, is now getting a sidekick. So that'll be fun. Uh, we get a first look at Spider-Boy in his costume, and we're going to be release, getting some comics here soon. Thor, Certainly. do you guys know who Thor is? God Thunder. God of, yeah. So he uh, is, is out doing some stuff. He's got to fight some ancient titan 
of Thunder, and he's got to assemble a Thor team. So a bunch of, I don't know if you guys know, like, the other Thors, but, like, uh, for instance... Oh, we're going to get the Thor team. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So this one's titled The Immortal Thor, going all out with it. The uh, the writer who wrote this one, but he just did a long span on Hulk, and everyone loved the comics he released. So they're excited to see what he does with Thor. Jump it over to DC. We got a couple exciting things going on here. We've got first look at Batman of Zur and R, whole different costume style. Blue Beetle was released. Uh, it, well, never mind. I'm not going to tell you about that because that's not comics. Then there was another Batman. Uh, there's a Gotham War going on right now that's being released that just started this September. It's got the whole Bat family and then some split inside to this whole civil war they got going on. Don't really know who's going to get along with whom. Basically, Catwoman started it all because she's kind of a butt, but yeah, it's a good story. And then in the probably the most exciting news that I have is we're going to be getting a Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong comic. We've gotten some teaser uh, art for that. This was the one I was most excited for. So we're going to be seeing Superman versus Godzilla, Batman versus whoever. And I mean, Wonder Woman will be there too. So you got your big three versus the, all of the monsterverse. So that oh. one's going to be really, really fun. They're going to gang up on Godzilla? I don't know if they're... Well, I mean, Godzilla's team's going to be on his side. You know what I mean? So Godzilla has like Behemoth and kind of Kong sometimes. And so... Mothra. Kong could be like Batman. Yeah. So like they, they could all team up versus the Justice League or Kong could just come in randomly and just start beating everybody up when everybody's mm-hmm. weak and tired. Dude, you just said like Kong could be like Batman. And I just imagine like King Kong like stealthing around and he just shows up and like looks at somebody in the eyes like Kong. <laughs> and, then, and that's it. That's all it says. <laughs> well, let's look at it this way. Batman spent years learning how to be sneaky. If you remember the fight with Godzilla, Kong did try and hide and be sneaky and jump behind, like get behind him and jump on his back. He just hasn't trained like Batman. So if Batman trained him, bro, Kong would be friggin' terrifying. So I think the funny thing is like in the in the movies, you don't see this, but in the comic books, you see it all the time where Batman's like, I'm Batman. Like he says like all the time. Like there was a great one where Batman sneaks into uh, uh, Clark Kent and Lois Lane's house to talk to, to uh, Superman, and uh, and uh, Superman's like, "I didn't even hear you sneak in. How is that possible?" And Lois Lane's like, "He's Batman." And Batman, of course, says, "I'm Batman." He's like, "No, I'm Superman. How is that possible?" <laughs> and, and again, Lois Lane repeats her line, "He's Batman." <laughs> But yeah, this should explain everything. Yeah, well, and that like uh, anytime we do, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, anytime uh, Bruce Wayne does anything, like that's how they explain in the comics. He's Batman. But it's it's just simple. Like this is this is what happened. So yeah, so I, I see King Kong like doing that. Like instead of saying I'm King Kong, he just says Kong, and that's you know that explains it. Like what just happened? Here? King Kong doesn't say Kong. He yells and beats his chest. He lets everybody know he sees here. Just roars into their ear. But it'd have to be like a choir just Yeah, like, but that's why Batman well, would train him. No, he could yell in their ear once he snuck up behind him. Like he could yeah. sneak all the way up to them. And they never hear him, and then he yells. Because that would probably shatter their eardrums anyways. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry, I took us down a long tangent there. That is that is the highlights. 
No, that's it's a great way to sum up my uh, the wrap up for for my my universes. Plus, I mean, that's probably pretty accurate to what might happen in that comic. And I will be reading those comics and bringing them back to you guys. So we'll see if Joe was even close. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you uh, enjoyed the news and it tells you kind of where to go to get your fix on the universes you're interested in or something new to check out. Thanks for listening.